Hello, everyone, and welcome to BAC Law Society's exclusive podcast series called Legal Lounge, where we talk about anything and everything related to law. My name is Amelin, and I'll be your host for today's episode covering internships, probably the most common kind of peer pressure among law students. Internships can be daunting from applying to them all the way to the interview process itself. To help us clear out any questions or confusion regarding the different types of internships and how they each vary, the AC Law Society has invited two experienced speakers, Sean and Shobita. On behalf of the team, I would like to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to be with us here today. But before we begin, maybe you could both tell us more about yourselves, what you're currently doing and your current internship experiences. So maybe we can start with Sean. Hello everyone. So I'm Sean. Uh, my name is Sean Anthony Albeck. I'm currently in my second year of UOL, going to my third year. And I'm currently doing a, a political internship with uh, a member of parliament with Officer Gambut, YB Hanayo. Yeah. All right. Um, so I think I'll pick up from there. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Shobita. Um, like Sean, I just completed my year two. I'm going into my year three of the University of London program. And as of last week, I just finished a two-month human rights internship with Okay, that's really great. So let's get right into it. So to start us off, could you both perhaps briefly explain why you decided to apply for an internship? Was it always part of your plan or did you decide along the way to just jump at the chance? Well, if I, I, I go ahead first, I shall be. So, so for me, uh, I wanted to do something different because I did my internship, a legal internship last year. And for my second year, I wanted to branch out from something different other than my law internship. So I, I, I decided to, you know, why not? I had three months free time and decided to, you know, just, just try to see something that, uh, because I, I, I admire YB Hanayo. So I decided, why not? Let's, 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 let's try intern, interning for her. And, and so far, it's, it's quite rewarding. That's really interesting. What about you, Shobita? All right, for me, I think similar to what you mentioned earlier, it was a bit of peer pressure. I remember in year one when a lot of my friends were interning, I was like, oh no, maybe I should be doing that. However, I, didn't, I was not really keen in going into the conventional um, internship route because I had already, already had plans for my summer break in other extracurriculars that I'm involved in. So when I saw um, KPUM's Asasi team post their human rights internships and I came across this few uh, organizations. Hakita appeared to be very appealing, firstly because it was remote and secondly because it was human rights related. And I personally do have an interest in human rights. So when I got the offer from Hakita, I jumped at it and that's basically how I um, joined the internship program for this term. That's really cool. I do think that I relate with the peer pressure aspect as well. If you open LinkedIn, everyone is always doing internships. Even yes. first year, during first year, I myself was not even thinking about internships. Um, so moving on to the internship itself and how you applied, what was the process like? So I know for Shobita, you, um, 
you applied through an internship drive, could you maybe explain on like the application process and if you had to sit for any interviews? Right, sure. Um, so I applied through um, Asasi and basically what I had to do was firstly fill up a Google form um, with basic questions about my details and um, why I wanted to do the internship. And since it was human rights centric, there were questions on what were my specific interests in the field of human rights. And I think I remember talking about um, the abolishment of the death penalty and whatnot. And they also asked you to rank your preference of which firm or which organization you want to intern with. You have to include a CV and um, your resume or any um, academic credentials if required. This normally differs depending on which uh, internship drive you apply through. And after that, I think a month later or two weeks later, I got a notification that um, I was scheduled for an interview. And during the interview, one of the committee members from Asasi had the interview with me. And um, they asked you basic questions about why you want to intern, what are your interests, your strengths, your weaknesses, um, things like that. And more specifically into the specific organizations that you have chosen in the in the application form and about a few weeks after that if i'm not mistaken um they had confirmed that okay you got um hakita and would you like to accept the offer or are you declining it and that was pretty much it i would say that the good thing about applying to an internship drive is that you do not have to go through that daunting experience of applying personally to a firm you have mm -hmm. like this medium which you can apply through and I think that's very, very helpful for students who are just starting to intern and are just getting used to the whole working world and stuff like that. I definitely agree. I think the recruitment drives are very useful as well because if you get rejected from one, there's always backup options that they can allocate you to. So what about you, Sean? Did you apply through a recruitment drive or directly? Oh, mine, mine, mine was, I did it directly, but I, I, I initially got, got, like info of this internship through a friend of mine. So uh, it wasn't like really advertised anywhere about the internships. So I, I got to know that a friend who, who previously interned under YB Hanayo. So I just got the email off uh, of, of, of a manager and I, I just sent in an email stating that, you know, uh, being uh, someone who that, that looks up to her and, and, you know, write my own personal statement and, you know, also if, if, you're, if you guys are open for an intern to, to you know, to help out with the office, I'm, I'm, I'm more than willing to. And if they need any, any references or, you know, any letters for us, for me or a CV, uh, just to get back to me. And, and, and they replied in a matter of uh, two weeks time. So, so her uh, wife's manager, uh, Amanda, so she, she got back to me about two weeks later about my CV for them to process. So more than so it took about the whole process took about three weeks to a month. Then I, I got confirmed uh, to, to, to come into the office with an internship. But uh, they since we uh, she, since it's an NGO, so she doesn't uh, she, intern, interns don't, don't usually get paid. Uh, that's, that's what she told me beforehand. So I, I, I went in the internship uh, knowing full well that I was not going to be paid and uh, uh, yeah, along along the along the process, uh, I mean, my third month right now, and uh, I I I I truly feel that you know, although there's not no no pay, but really the the experience and the whole 
uh, the, the whole part of the internship is so fulfilling. It's so fulfilling uh, by meeting meeting residents, by meeting people, by by helping out. It's money plays a factor, but this kind of experience no one can offer you. Only you can experience it yourself. So yeah. That's really, really interesting. I think that kind of brings us to another question that we have, which is regarding paid internships. Um, and Sean, you just explained why you chose the internship, even though it's unpaid and it's all really fulfilling if you want the experience, right? So I think for Shobita, it's the same for you, it's unpaid. Could you also elaborate on why you chose for an unpaid internship? Hi, yeah, sure. Um, I was okay with my internship being unpaid, mainly because it was remote. So I had no need to commute or there was no that extra expenses that came about with my internship program. And I knew this um, going into my internship because um, Hakita is um, a grassroots organization in the sense that they're just starting up and all that. And most of what I did during my internship was very academic, which I enjoyed. Um, it was very um, much based on research, um, article writing, presenting topics on specific areas of human rights laws that are not conventionally touched in um, um, the normal circle of things that you see online. And so when it came to um, whether it was going to be paid or unpaid, as first of all, I did not go for your traditional law firm internship. And um, considering that Hakita was a very flexible internship experience in the sense it was never nine to five, there was no rigid working hours. Classes were very much spaced out between the four weeks that I interned, uh, four to six weeks that I interned with them. So it was something that was fulfilling the way that Sean mentioned. Um, it was not something that I went with expectations for a monetary incentive. So that's um, for me, it was the experience and the opportunity to research into areas and um, look into topics that our syllabus would not give us the uh, opportunity to do so. Number one, because we are studying UK jurisdictions. And number two, because the only time we might ever encounter these topics are perhaps in very, very small areas of other subjects such as tort or um, contract law, things like that. So for me, it was like Sean, the experience that made it very fruitful. That's really great. And I think you mentioned something more about flexibility. I think a lot of people have this misconception that when you're interning, you'll be very busy, especially with law firms. And I feel like organizations like this are usually more flexible. So that being said, would you recommend interning while having classes or would you recommend doing it when you're free during the summer? I personally would um, prefer to have I mean, I prefer to do it during my summer break because I think that if it's a flexible internship, maybe you are able to juggle it and maybe you could take it up during um, periods or when you're not in an academic stress in the sense, not anywhere nearer towards your exams, perhaps at the starting of your term. But I personally did not want to do that because I wasn't sure whether I'll be able to handle it alongside studying for uh, exams or just attending day-to-day -day classes. And with classes going back to being mostly physical, I think it's really draining already just attending classes and then to focus your attention to completing classes for your internship after that might just be too much. But it differs from people, I think, and it also differs based on what commitments you have. So apart from being a full-time student um, during an academic year, I'm also a dancer and I'm also involved in um, 
organizations like for the last year I was with Amnesty BAC and MIA SISWA. So having these other commitments, um, I did not think that interning would have been the best choice for me while in my academic year. While I understand that during summer break, um, everyone has their own thing to do. I personally had a lot going on this summer break. I was working part-time, I was um, dancing, and then I had my organizations that I'm part of that I was helping out with. So when I chose this internship with um, Hakita, it was very, very fitting in the sense that I managed to squeeze in an internship and not feel like it was too much because it was flexible. So ultimately, I think the bottom line is what can you manage and what are you expecting to get out of it? So if it's something you're looking to do while studying and you think that, yeah, you will be able to manage it and you have other plans for your summer break, then that's totally fine. Or if you feel that you'd rather do it during your summer break so you can focus more attention to it, I think that works too. It's ultimately down to personal preference for me. Definitely agree. What about you, Sean? What are your thoughts on this? Oh, I, I definitely agree with what, what Shobi, Shobita has been saying that uh, it really depends on how you manage your time and how can you, as a person, you only know how much you can cope and you only know how much you can go so uh, how far can you go. So if you feel that, you know, you if you can juggle between your studies, your internships and your commitments, for example, I, I was attached with, I'm currently attached to BAC Law Society, so being the vice president, so it requires a lot of my time and studying, being in the University of London course, I think those of you who know, require a lot of time as well and 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 doing your internships i feel that if you really want to get squeeze everything like your experience during an internship it requires a lot of commitment as well so if you if you're doing it half here half there it 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 would if you can manage that's good but if you 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 wouldn't have that full experience of 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 having complete balance of student life and you know of of mixing between the two uh i i i I I I prefer that uh, to do it after my exams because I had that three months break during my summer for my summer break. So uh, I I initially wanted to just intern for two months, but uh, the 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 work that has been done here, the, the the experience that's been going on here, made me think to you know why not extend it an extra month, uh, because it. Like I said, by going on ground, by going site visits and everything, by meeting the people, it's it has that emotional and 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 and, and both emotional part of, of 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 an internship rather than your traditional law firm. It's good. I'm not saying that your traditional law firm is something that you that that that, that is not to be explored or, or you know, but doing an internship such as uh, YB Hanayo, it's, it's, it's really uh, a different experience that one can, can go for. Yeah. That's really cool. I do think organizations give you a more um, wider outlook about current issues that are happening and you don't really get exposure to that during the class that you take during um, university. So maybe you can both um, explain the job scope of your human rights internship and its relevant to the law degree. All right, um, so mine is, I think the relevance for my internship at Hakita would mostly be in the sense that it harnessed um, my researching skills more because um, we were given the choice to um, choose a specific area of 
law or a specific topic in human rights and then expand on that idea and what changes we see need to be made and making comparisons to other international jurisdictions. So in that sense, um, personally, being in the University of London program, we are 100% exam-based uh, program. So we don't have assignments where other students who are doing different programs have that opportunity to experience that whole researching thing. And most of our research that we do has to cumulatively add up and has to be evident on our final examination. So it's that one paper. And there's a lot of uh, further reading that you need to do to be able to produce that sort of holistic answer that UOL looks for. And while I have managed to learn my way around it in the last two years of doing the program, I think this opportunity to effectively research on something because I want to and not because my syllabus requires me to do so, allowed me to experience it more fulfillingly and, um, you know, your wannabe academia girl, right? So just living that moment, I would say. And um, in that sense, research skills is something that this internship has um, definitely helped me with. And um, I think it's because if you like doing something, you won't find it to be a burden. And I really enjoyed researching on this specific area. So for example, um, I did one of it was on relating to employment law, more specifically on the rights for parental leave. So like what kind of rights do mothers versus fathers have? Or what kind of rights do parents have in Malaysia versus in other countries where there's already like paternity leave? And in Malaysia, it was only supposed to come in effect, come into effect with the amendment to the Employment Act that was supposed to uh, be effective of this September, but I think they've pushed it again. So those things are things that you don't study in your law degree. And um, another topic that I managed to research more into was on healthcare rights. Um, and that was also something that we do learn maybe in taught law, like a tiny part of it. Uh, we do not have like one subject on medical law itself. So that was very interesting to me. And I think human rights is very prevalent because it's human rights, it affects all of us. And um, as as law student, having that experience working from different aspects of how different factors contribute to how the human rights uh, scene is in Malaysia was very eye-opening. So from Hakita's perspective, it was more of um, activism in a way, both passive and active, because Hakita does have uh, programs called the Action Week, where they do groundwork and um, get involved with uh, organizations and amplifying a certain topic of human rights, but they also do online activism with infographics and whatnot. So from that aspect, I learned more of not just the legal um, status quo of the law, but as well as how awareness can be spread. And that was very, very um, insightful. That's definitely very interesting. I do agree with organizations. They usually have a lot more diverse roles, but there are also things like legal research that will um, align with your future career goals as a lawyer. So what about you, Sean? What does your everyday work life look like at your internship? I think it's it's one of the most common questions that I get from everyone that I know. Their, their first question will probably will be asking like, hey, what do you do? You know, being a, an intern under Waibihanayo. So I think it it really it it's a really it really uh, how do you say it? it's you 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 go from from answering calls from residents uh, for asking about the how can how can we how can the office resolve their issues 
from receiving calls on potholes, trees to be cut down, from issues like citizenships, and 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 not only that, receiving calls, we'll receive uh, visits as well, walk-ins from residents, uh, listening to them, answering uh, any way that we can help, to site visits where we go and we go to the ground and to see like what's going on by visiting and talking to people by by looking at what the cause of the problem is uh so it it and 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 sometimes we even go for events where we we get to mix around with so many other residents and people from the area and um, people who, who it, it it gives you a glimpse of what an mp does and and how yb henna manages from from issues such as potholes all the way up to federal level issues like citizenship citizenships so before you enter uh, when you enter being an intern at YB Henayo's office you will be briefed first thing of the three tiers of government so uh, not the legislature executive or the judiciary but it's more on the three tiers of government so the federal the state and the um, councillors so state state councils so federal federal issues which will be usually be handled by your mps so like um, yb hanayo for example uh yb tony kwa uh, anwar ibrahim so they are mps so they deal with matters of federal federal issues citizenships may be one of them and and in in the state of for example Silango, you have mps and you have aduns as well and you have councillors so aduns handle issues uh, on regarding land and your councillors such as MPBJ or MPSJ. So they deal with potholes, trees, everything that deals with your streets. But for, federal, for the federal territory like KL and, and Sugambut being one of the largest constituency in, in Kuala Lumpur, YB's team is, uh, Hannah will be, is, is currently handling matters like all all three roles combined into one so she deals with matters of federal issues citizenships she deals with land issues for example taman bukit malori freehold leasehold then she deals with councillors or potholes dbkl your trees needs to be cut down she will be dealing that as well so so it for 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 seeing the team and seeing the way she does was really you sometimes you, you question yourself like how 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 does she do it and you, you you always see on her social media she's always active she's always uh providing an insight to everyone that this is what they were doing this is what she's doing this is what our politicians should do going to the ground meeting people so by by relating with a law degree i would say it it really shows how the legislature works how crafting policies uh meeting up with the people creating the policies based on on the, on the people's voice you know, by going to the ground to listen to what they actually want and what actually they are currently currently going, and um and and for interns, uh, everything is transparent here in the office. So all documents are not sealed. All the documents are, are right there for you to. If you want to take a look, you can feel free to go ahead and just look through the documents. Any letters, it's all transparent. Um, uh, we we tend to do research as well. So current issues like the citizenship, for example. On, on, on mothers with foreign spouses who, who give birth overseas. So uh, uh, we, we, we do research on that. And then, you know, current price hikes, how does it affect hawkers? How does it affect uh, a, a regular person's daily life? 
the anti-sexual harassment bill recently passed in parliament. Then you deal with, you also get to deal with the Hansard, to check with the Hansard, to ensure that everything is correct, accurate. You, by, by cross-referencing with, with videos, live streams that are being recorded during the parliament sitting about a few weeks back. And you also get to go for, 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 for parliament. You, you, you get to experience, you get to go into MPs' offices, you get to speak with other MPs. You, you, I've met YB Said Sadek, I've met YB, YB, YB Yin, Fami Fazil, uh, Tony, uh, no, no, not Tony Kwan, but uh, so so many other MPs that you you see them through TVs, you see them uh, through, through, which you don't get to see them, lah, to be honest with you. Uh, and and it's, it's, it's something totally different from a traditional law internships, but if, if you feel that, you know, you, you want to experience something different, uh, doing the law internships are also good as well. It gives you an insight to, to, to being a lawyer. But if you want to branch out, because the law degree is so versatile, so it doesn't mean you get to only do, do being with the law degree, you only become a lawyer, so you can be so many other things. You, 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 it's, this is one of the route where you can go, possibly reach, but it, it's, it's, it's like, like, like I said, it, it really has a wide job scope. Because you don't only work on weekends, you also, you're, I mean, not only work on weekdays, you also work on weekends. So you get to go engagements with YB because she has events, campaigns to meet with the people, to, 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 to see people invite her for, you know, maybe luncheons as well. So, so you get to talk to them, listen to them like, ah, so this is what we're actually facing, which you, I mean, majority of us, you know, our lives are just like, oh, it's so easy for us to complain. Like, oh, yeah, this, 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 there's this pothole in the road. Why are they not fixing it? Uh, my trash in, in my taman has not been collected for a few days. Why are they not collecting it? So it, it, you, you get to know the insights of DBKL, for example, like how are they being treated? How is the system is? And then the current government system, how is it rigid? How is it full of bureaucracies? And, and you know that the, the, this, this, these problems that we have in the current government in, in the way that they are going so far. Yeah, so I've been running with too much, but yeah. That was definitely an eye-opening experience. I do agree that having this exposure is very, very useful, especially when you don't really get this kind of stuff in class about human rights. Um, so that being said, do you think that you need prior knowledge about human rights or anything like that when you enter these kind of internships? Okay, yeah. Um, so I don't think so. I think if you have a passion to learn, the mm -hmm. willingness to grow, that's more than enough. It's just that if you do already have some basic knowledge, it's a plus point. I personally believe that the only reason you should be doing something is because you want to do it but we all succumb to peer pressure or some sort of pressure at some point. Yeah. So even yeah. if that's the case as to why you decide to intern, you just have to go in with an open mind, be willing to explore, learn new, new things, and I think you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, personally, though, human rights is a very niche area and uh, not it's not something everybody goes for. It's like, okay, corporate, conveyancing, all this exclusive, uh, flashy sides of law. So this is a more humble side. So it's not something that everybody's interested in. But if you're willing to learn, then why not? I mean, even Sean's, I think I would say that it's a very humbling experience that he must have right. had. It's so right. much groundwork and whatnot. Right. Definitely agree. Sean, do you have anything to add on? 
I think like what Chobi said, it's it's a very humbling experience because I I think I'm sort of privileged in such a way. So when you get to see on ground, you get to meet people, seeing that the, the, the issues that they have, um, like I said, it's very humbling. It's it's very fulfilling as well. I don't think you need any any knowledge like like what Shobita said. I think all you need to know have is that 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 willingness to learn and then that that willingness to 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 like you know experience and and because you you can learn so much but you have no passion and you don't really want to do it. You can only go so far, and and like what Shobita said as well. You only do things that you want to do. You you do you don't go you you go you can do things that you are, you are forced in but you won't grow you won't grow as much if you, if you like really passionate if you're really passionate about what you're trying to do so it's it's you don't need to have any prior knowledge but as long as you're you're, you're aware of the current current scenario in Malaysia how things are going on how things are being run and how things were robbed from us uh, from the from the people's voice so uh, that is what's most important and 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 make sure that um you're not ignorant to the current problems that in this country that you're facing. Uh, make sure that, you know, I'm sure they'll, along the way, something will knock you down and, you know, you always, uh, you, you will see along, 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 along the journey of your internship here that, that things aren't as easy as you, seem, as you think. The people. Yeah. I definitely agree. Um, internship. I think are supposed to be like a learning experience anyways. So you're there to make mistakes, you're there to learn more and take away yeah. from the experience itself. Yeah. Um, so we've come to our final question. So for all of our listeners out there, what is your final advice for those who are still maybe intimidated or scared or worried about applying for internships? Um, I think I can go. I think um, if I think that it's you don't have to go for the sake of people saying that oh you're doing an internship because we have no we're not like other universities where we it's part of our syllabus so you go on your own um, if you want to go go ahead uh, I recommend it to people who would like to do their internships during their degree I, I support even though even if, if, if you guys don't want to do it and you feel like you want to take time off you want to just relax Feel free to do so, but uh, internships have 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 that have the advantage that um, you are exposed to things early before going into practice. For example, your legal internships, you get to expose yourself to the legal field, the legal fraternity, how 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 processes are are, are being, you know, how people how 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 lawyers practicing, and maybe it can help you in your studies in a way that you can visualize things in your studies. You can see, for example, the government process, the three tiers of government, the executive, the judiciary, the, the legislature. And if, if you have a chance and you have the opportunity to do an internship, pay or unpaid, I, I really recommend for you to, to just go ahead and take that first step. Because if you're really uncomfortable and you think that you are not qualified to do so, I, all, I, all I can say is just take that step because you never know where it may lead you. It, it can, it, it, you have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. Yeah. That's really great advice. What about you, Shobita? What is your advice? I completely resonate with what Sean said. Um, if you never try, you never know. And as much as internships can be very daunting, very, very overwhelming to even think about. And then when you have friends talking about where they're planning to intern, already have like 
a set goal in mind, it can make it a lot more intimidating than it needs to be. And if you're looking to not do something conventional and immediately jump straight into your typical law firm internship, then perhaps smaller internships with organizations like Hakita or um, a political internship like what Sean did, or if it involves something in relation to the law, but not the traditional route, then that could be something you can use as a stepping stone. And ultimately, I think it comes down to personal preference. If you do not want to intern, you don't have to. Um, like Sean mentioned, we not have it as a mandatory subject in our syllabus. So it, it really is down to whether you want to do it or not. But I don't think there should be a vacuum in which internships exist and that you need to think that you have to be of a certain caliber to be able to intern, that you need to have certain grades, have a certain knowledge in the law or be very well versed about a specific firm because I think we are all here to learn and grow. And at the end of the day, if you have that willingness, then you should be able to get through with it. And ultimately, the best part about an internship experience is that you get so much more knowledge and you add value to your existing skill set. And above all that, you get to connect, network, and meet so many new people. And after the pandemic, all this is almost impossible. So this is, um, you know, as things that clear up a bit more, Having connections in the legal world, whichever aspect of it is very important. And I think uh, internships are a great place to start in terms of that. That was very well said. I do agree internships are very much a personal preference and sometimes it's just a big step that you have to make. You just have to put yourself out there. Um, but yeah, our fellow podcast listeners, I believe you guys have gained a lot of insights regarding internships and I hope you guys can start your own internship journey in the future. Thank you once again to our guest speakers, Sean and Shavita. Without you. you guys, this episode of our Legal Lounge podcast wouldn't be complete. This marks an end of our podcast and good luck by everyone who is funding their internships to prepare for their future legal career. By the way, this will be the last episode for our Legal Lounge series and you can check out all of our previous podcasts, which is about practice and academia. Thank you to everyone who has been supporting us and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.